0: Hello and welcome to the Arbitrage Podcast, episode ninety-eight. I'm Eric Berger, joined as always by my co-host Ryan Znyszki. Hello, sir. Hello there. We have the doors open. Yes, actually, springtime. Finally, so excited. Ah, oh, <coughs> And it's four twenty. Springtime. Oh my God, it's four twenty in Germany.
1: You stole my thunder. Ryan.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, when I said springtime, I was going to say springtime for Hitler, but yeah. I didn't have like the. I've never actually seen that musical or play. Oh, you The producers, yeah, I haven't oh, seen that. God, it's, it's really funny. It's really
1: good. They, the, I know I should um, watch it. But. They redid it uh, recently, a couple years ago, with the guy from uh, Ferris Bueller's Day Off. The, oh, the, the, the actor. The kid that played Ferris. Yeah.
0: Uh, oh, what is his name? Anyway, I guess it doesn't really matter, but that would be interesting. It's
1: a Mel Brooks film. You gotta go see
0: it. At least you called it a film, not a movie, so we won't piss anybody off. Um, Yeah. Okay. So that's that's great. We are. uh, You guys might have noticed we did three episodes last week. There is a reason for that, not just because we felt bad. Oh, it's Matthew Broderick. Thank you, Scott. Um, It's not just because we felt bad about kind of shorting you on episodes the last couple of weeks, but it's to set us up for next weekend which will be episode 100 of the Carbitrage podcast, and we will be doing one extremely long episode with, I believe, Dan Balto of yep. MNCEC, and then who of Sing, Drive Cartel. Uh, Sing Cha
2: from Drive for Tell okay. and possibly Nuke as well.
0: Okay, we'll have to get them to getting up on a microphone. Yeah, that's, should be that's what I was thinking. Yeah, yeah Worst case, we could use the Shore and do it. It's, it's,
2: not, it's not like if we got, like, you know, Eminilist or something on as well, then, like, Eminilist had, like, shared, like, Dan or something.
0: <laughs> that would be... The, worse just isn't n Illust um ah, that nick dude that everyone hates the eco boost guy nick olson i don't know who does emin Illust? it doesn't matter that's a terrible group nobody cares but yeah that's that's why you noticed three episodes last week um we'll be doing uh two this week just have each stop by for thirty yes, minutes. yes and or we will or, be
2: um and, nah we'll do
0: at once whether or not i have to use that shore microphone or just get us all around a table yeah. that would be fine too and then we'll be doing it during the Cars and Caves yep. opener podcast. And uh, we'll have
2: <laughs> the audience and everything. So if you want to come by, you know, actually physically be here and watch. And, you know, maybe, I don't know, possibly be asked a question at some point.
0: Yell at us across the room. Yeah, exactly. You are more than welcome to. Absolutely.
1: Unfortunately, I won't be here. I'll be digging in the dirt.
0: Well, I guess then we'll have for sure enough microphones. Yeah. But have fun with your dirt digging. Thank you. <laughs> Okay, um, I want to just start off with the. Uh, I'm not even gonna do beer because I'm drinking a cool light. Nobody cares. And but, I'm uh, drinking a <coughs> Wendy's pop. A pop. So get you a cold um, pop. Yeah, I want to uh, plug Patreon, yes. uh, Carbitrage. Uh, so Patreon.com forward slash Carbitrage. Uh, we haven't revised any of the tiers yet, but what we're going to be doing is actually opening up the questions portion to anyone any listener, and uh, we'll be revising the upper tier to include some apparel once we actually get that going. Uh, the lower tier to just buy us a beer uh, every month is still going to remain the same. But yeah, if you are not currently a patron, please consider subscribing. It will help us, uh, well, help me uh, mitigate the incredible money losses from this show. Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're still working on merch and everything. And I, just, maybe, got, I maybe... just got billed for the second year of SoundCloud the other day. I'm like... <clears throat> Happy year! Happy year anniversary, Carpetraz. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, yeah, it's
2: it's it's expensive. I, I'm not, I have a fraction of what you what you've put into this, and it is
0: noticeable. Oh, that's fine. I, yeah. I I accept the the burden. It's worth it. It's still fun. It's
2: so. yeah. No, I, I my, my whole thing is like I want the Carpetraz website to you know be kind of an outlet for Minnesota car culture. So I want to get that on the internet. You know, other states and our cities and stuff. You know. They have their own thing. I think it's time we have
0: ours. Too. Time to make them all jealous, basically. Yeah, basically. Yeah. <laughs> show off all,
2: how rad Minnesota is. So, it's gonna be at the beginning for the next few months. It's gonna be a
0: lot of back to the '80s stuff. Well, I mean, we've got it's show season. So. Yeah,
2: exactly. They're uh, they're giving us you know free entry into the show for our, for our cars if we want. Cool. So yeah. I definitely have some things made in the nineteen eighties. Yeah, me too. It's like everything <laughs> I've owned except for my van.
0: <laughs> Which I mean Jenna was saying like you need to have a vehicle that is your daily driver that's made yeah, in this that's millennium.
1: A, that's a new I
2: really new, fought old. I fought that. And, I know you did. <laughs> and
1: yes, and I'm keeping him on it. He's been like, Maybe I should get this instead of the Mazda and I'm like, Nope.
2: See the thing is I'm gonna find a car that's been in production since the eighties. And just That's, import it like a Zamyad or something. And oh, Jan, yeah. And Jana's going to be like, no, it has to be something that is made in this century. I'm like,
0: hey, honey, yeah, this was made in 2009. she said millennium. Yeah, oh, more, 2009. Yeah, yeah, yeah. okay. Like, this,
2: this is from no, 2009. The, the
0: tooling was in use until blah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like,
2: the, this tooling may have been started in 1974, there but they
1: still going made to be. it. I'm going to write it. A legal document no, that has more specific rules, because mm. I know you'll try to, like, find nope. a loophole.
0: Nope. Scott just asked if we're moving the table and stuff downstairs before episode 100. The answer is uh, I would like to, but I yes. doubt we will have enough people here at one time to make that happen before 100, so yeah. we'll see. I would really love to, but unfortunately, I don't think it's realistic. Um, anyway, so, start off with the first topic, and it's kind of just one of my own, my own ends. It's not a linked topic or anything like that. It's... Why do people buy pickups when all they need is a small car with a trailer hitch? Because they want to dress up like a cowboy. Unless in the country. Is it so... really just like a fetish thing for these idiots? I think so. Because
2: I... Because, well, I mean, I, I get like some pickups. Like, there's some that like, I really want. Um, but, yeah, there's, there's so many like... If you need a plow truck, you don't need a pickup. You need like a, just something that's heavy enough to ca-
0: to be able to push snow. So, yeah, pickup wouldn't work. at a Tesla... Right. But I mean even like a Fiat five hundred, the little one point four liter naturally aspirated gas engine, like I scrapped cars on trailers with that thing. Like yeah, most exactly. people with pickups are like putting manure bags in the back. Yeah, exactly. Like A you don't need a pickup just straight up at all for that. But I But think... just why are some people so averse to putting I... a trailer hitch on the car and yeah. then just like renting a trailer once in a while?
2: Yeah, and then it's just gonna be better overall. I would say I mean if you're as long as you're not fooling yourself about pickup. Yeah, like if you're buying a pickup truck, because you're like, I like pickup trucks. I know it's useless. I know it's stupid, and I'm a fool for doing this. Yeah. But pickup trucks are cool. Like I get that. Like because like that's a mini truck. Well, like are.
0: a Raptor or something.
2: Yeah, or like a mini truck or something like that. Or if you're like, you know, you have like a big Cummins, like, you know.
0: Pickup. Scott's mentioning like barriers to entry. So I mean yeah, modern pickups are really expensive, and then things like backing them up, which I mean the aid of mandated backup cameras helps a lot for that now. But seriously, I borrowed the coworkers truck to go to Home Depot and we were on a sign install mm-hmm. and I was parking it in a regular old Home Depot parking lot between two cars. I'm like, I like I could like i just swing low and sweet chariot sweet. into this spot. <laughs> and I like, well, hopefully I don't hit anything. Yeah. Remember, if you don't have parking sensors and a round-view camera, like parking one of those things every day would suck.
2: This yeah. is where I come back to the Toyota Yaris being an actually good truck.
0: You mean the April the, Fool's the pickup April thing? April Fool's thing, yeah.
2: <laughs> like that would actually be a really, really good idea because most of the people that use a pickup use it to haul manure. And it's like, my favorite thing is like, everybody's like, well, you can't re- let's <gasps> see you haul a load in that. And it's like, what? the fuck do you ever haul that oh.
0: necessitates a pickup?
2: Like, you well, don't, Especially you the don't people need
0: that it. buy thirty five hundreds. Because the people that buy thirty five hundreds mall crawl with them. People that buy twenty five hundreds actually pull like horse trailers I was going say my, they actually get used. Yeah.
2: My my boss he has a uh a Ford F 250 yeah um V eight gas. But he bought that because he needed to spend fifty thousand dollars in a hurry. Like a
0: a tax thing at the end yeah. of the year
2: or something? That's exactly what it was. So he got rid of his two that's a small good pickups and then made it a big tax thing. So I think that's why you see a lot of and that's people. That's
0: a gross vehicle weight thing, right? Uh, I no, believe it, so. When it's a deductible like that, yeah, it's it, well, it's a Over. vehicle.
2: It's a certain gross vehicle weight, and it has to be able to like carry like a certain sized plow. But to be fair, like when he, he can when do he hauls
0: like SUVs, yeah,
2: like when he hauls scraps, like we're taking like a Toreg full of scrap metal. And then a bed full of additional scrap with a plow on the oh, front. Oh, yeah. So, like, it's getting used. But that's the thing. It's like, it's like if people just started buying, like, semi-trucks.
0: Oh, yeah. Just because it was cool. Well, I mean, and it and is like, kind of cool. It but is cool. it would suck to live with a semi. Like, the yeah. fuel economy would be... Yeah, it's actually a pretty good way to describe yeah. it. Because, like, it's... it's it's not even more practical. You'd have to put a bed on your semi, I guess. But yeah, horrible like the, fuel economy. The
2: International CXT, it's down the road for me. Yes, yeah, actually. On the main
0: road, like, yeah, like the Kodiak that, and stuff.
2: Yeah, well, that, that is literally a semi truck with a bed. Right. They took a semi truck and they put like, an
0: F350 bed on it and called it a day. The only time I'd like that is if it had a two stroke Detroit diesel in it.
2: Yeah, that'd be really cool. Well, I might, what I liked is, like is back, back in like, the 50s, Jim yeah. used to make a cab over engine pickup. So you're not even like fooling yourself. Like, you're just, like, getting literally a semi-truck with a... Yeah, GM did. I'm not sure if
0: Ford did. I know GM definitely did, and International, I think, did. They did. I've seen the Ford. There are uh, my parents' hometown, or not hometown, but where I grew up anyway. My hometown. (laughs) They had a very small fire department and had a 19... It was either late 40s or early 50s uh, pumper truck, a water truck. Still in use. Yeah. Excellent. Oh, man, that thing didn't sound healthy, but it it was a cab over. Oh, cool. And it was like a big full-size commercial frame or whatever. It looked really neat.
2: That's actually really rad. But, yeah, so, um, yeah, I, I, I agree. Pickup trucks are dumb. Um, most people, that you know, that's something like about in Japan. They actually do make very small pickups. Like, everywhere else in the world, like, you get stuff like the Volkswagen Caddies mm-hmm. and stuff are still made. They're oh, called I the Sa- Volkswagen too. Saviero. <laughs> but, um, yeah. uh-huh. but, no, like, in Japan, uh, Suzuki, for a long time, made the Mighty
0: Boy. Excellent name.
2: Yeah, it was great. And it was very popular because <clears throat> you would use it if you had like a gardening business. Well, that kind or, of sounds
0: like the Daihatsu Midget 2.
2: Yeah, it's, it was like that. It was, yeah, it was the same thing. It predated. It was between the two midgets. Sure. Um,
0: Which, can we talk about just the fact that they were able to name a vehicle a midget?
3: Yeah.
2: (laughs) All right. So, yeah. Yeah. You put the Mighty Boy in between the two midgets, and it sounds like something you find on Pornhub. (laughs) (laughs) We're coming for you, Pornhub. (laughs) So, but no, the the Mighty Boys are actually really, really awesome, because, yeah, you would fit everything you need.
0: Did they have huge graphics on them that said Mighty Boy? Uh, towards the end, you could get, like, a, a what thing if we across
2: had... the door that would say Mighty Boy take <laughs> up the entire door.
0: I want, like, Mighty Boy Mega Valve Turbo on my door <laughs> or something like that. <clears throat> that would be super cool. That'd be a great name. Like a Zamyad Z24 Mighty Boy Mega Valve <laughs> Turbo all-wheel drive. Perfect 4x4. <laughs> <laughs> Just the most fitting 80s font words we can all, we can put on. Anyway. Oh, yeah, it
2: all has to be made in, like, a gradient font. Yep. Um, anyway, speaking of Japanese things, yes. Uh, so this is actually an article from Haggerty, um, which is kind of surprising since it's like new car news. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the New York International Auto Show, um, the director of the Mazda Three project mm-hmm. uh, was being asked about if Mazda would make another Speed Three. Which, if you do not remember, the Speed Three is a actually really really good hot hatch. And, um, he actually did not decline the future existence of a Speed 3. Jan's computer is just falling all over its face, so I'm <laughs> just scrambling right now to open up this link. Uh, if you need anyway, it, can... I, I got on my phone. My phone went four times as fast. I'm gonna go ahead and open it up on the stream Yeah, for absolutely, anyway, so people so... can kind of, like, just <clears throat> see you always get the... What Boom!
0: The... There you go, stream viewers. Thank you very much. <laughs> it's got a hood scoop, so you um, know it's good.
2: But yeah, uh... Kota Beppu, it was actually, uh, you, it was uh, Auto Car Magazine he was talking to, I'm sorry. But Kota Beppu, who was the product, project manager of the Mazda 3. Was he related to Buka de Beppo? Uh Yes, yes, yes. Um, he also owns a restaurant. This uh, <laughs> is his namesake. So, <clears throat> this is quote unquote what he said. I'm a car guy,
0: so I myself want to drive a
2: high performance Mazda 3. I'll do my best.
0: Nice. When asked if they would make one. That's like the least legal jargon, bet bet hedgy thing I've heard come out of a car exec in a long it's time.
2: because Mazda's like just a small company.
0: I guess. They're like a craft brewery that makes cars. <laughs> um, so you're equating them to Summit Brewing Co.?
2: Yeah, kind of, yeah. Okay. Uh, except not terrible.
0: Um, <laughs> I was waiting for that. <laughs> yeah, so uh,
2: it, Summit's just disgusting beer. Uh, now, it's... They have good stuff. If they make the Mazda... Speed 3, the yeah. new one. It a third most like Yeah, it most likely would not be going to Europe. It would be going to America and Europe. Where are the current three 3s made? uh, Japan. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, but it, it, Europe's a big hot hatch market. But since they're doing a 2.5 liter four-cylinder turbo, if they were to. Whoa,
0: that would be epic. That 2.5 is actually pretty punchy even at me. Yeah, NA. exactly. Um.
2: If they were to do that, it wouldn't be able to go to Europe just because of O2 emissions. Um, but he basically said uh, that he wants it to be hyper and fast and still comfortable <laughs> enough to use as a daily. Um, it needs to be responsible and friendly. More friendly than a Golf GTI. Ooh, naming names. Yeah. So I'm totally okay with the Golf getting off its high horse because the GTI these days,
0: I'm not going to lie, kind of sucks. Like they're, mean, It's fine. They're it's... great
2: within warranty.
0: That is it. I would still take a GTI Performance Pack over a Golf R. So what he
2: would do is, um, yeah, I, I I agree. Yeah, it's it's a lighter ex- car. So yeah, um, they would likely do like a hybrid turbo thing. Um, they'd As... likely be do- be doing the 2.5 liter four cylinder, uh, which is the CX-9 engine, which is 247
0: horsepower. Would it be? Um, no. Okay. So the, the... Let me step back just a hair before you keep going. The first-gen Mazda Speed 6 was all-wheel drive, but the first-gen Mazda Speed 3 was not. Correct. Is the second-gen Mazda Speed 3 also front-wheel drive? All the Mazda Speed 3s as of now are front-wheel drive. But Do you this speculate new one, that this one would be all-wheel they wheel drive? They actually said it will
2: likely be all-wheel drive. Probably have to be for that power. Since there's already an all-wheel drive Mazda 3. Really? Is that yeah. a new thing for this yeah? New one? Yeah, they just announced, they just released it. It's we're looking really, at you, really nice.
0: Toyota CHR. No, we're looking at you, Subaru. Like, <laughs> well, I, I know, I was making fun of the CHR so, for not having that. Mazda yeah, 3 exactly.
2: <laughs> so, uh, Subaru, um, I lost a lot of sales to Mazdas, and my only real like sales point that I had that was like really just a fact was Subaru had all-wheel drive and Mazda didn't. So, right. what are you going to do about that? Well, at least in the like Impreza segment. No, no, I mean, like, all shooters have all-wheel drive standard, and they're designed right. for that,
0: as opposed well, to, like... a like, CX-5.
2: Yeah. But, uh, yeah, like the Most crossovers have it. Have that, yeah. But now the Mazda 3 is all-wheel drive. Mm-hmm. They're kind of like... What, what? And the
0: head gaskets will
2: stay intact, which is great. Well, the different head gaskets and the new ones, so I'm, I have very little faith of there being head gasket issues in the new ones. Yeah, but, but it's kind of uh, my thing, so I'm
0: going to keep going with that. Okay.
2: Anyway, <laughs> so... Uh, but th- this is the thing: is that like this car now beats the Subaru in every way, mm-hmm. and it's got active torque vectoring. So basically,
0: the standard Mazda three is as good as an Impreza Sport. So, what um, the system? I imagine they would take it directly out of, like a beefed up version of a Mazda three system, where they take it out of like a CX five. I think they'd probably use just the Mazda three system and okay. beef it up. It,
2: so actually, is that a no? Haldex I'm, thing gonna say, I'm gonna say I don't think they would. Um, you know, I'm not sure how it works. Okay. I imagine it's. Probably closer, it's going to be like the Mazda CX-5's all-wheel drive, and they're, well, I guess the CX-3's all-wheel drive, I should say, because that's a crossover based off the 3, and that's where they just kind of plucked the all-wheel drive system from and stuck it into the 3. Hmm. So I'm not, I'd have to do some research on it, but I imagine that they'd, you know, do some sort of, like, active all-wheel drive system that's actually really good,
0: so... It'd be pretty cool if they could actually make that happen. Um, Scott was saying that the newest Mazda 3 is a, a beam axle in the back. I was trying to clarify if the all-wheel drive one also was. That would be kind of a difficult thing to I engineer around. I would be very surprised if it I was. I bet that thing's got to be IRS in the back.
2: Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's, it's independent rear suspension.
0: <clears> I um, totally get that the standard cars, the front-wheel drive ones, are beam axle. Actually, Let's no,
2: no, 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 no. The Mazda 3 is not beam axle. It's independent rear suspension.
0: I bet the, the Mazda
2: 2... Is beam axle. Well, I know that one is, yeah. But the Mazda PS3, 3, right? because mm-hmm. the Mazda 3 has always had a, a independent rear suspension. It's been the Even thing. Even the newest one? I've, if I'm not mistaken. Um...
0: New one is beam. No, either way, the all-wheel drive one almost, just by nature, has to be independent rear suspension for the diff yeah, and the half you, unless you
2: just use, don't like, know. a solid axle, like, mm-hmm. out of, like, a old truck yeah they
0: they wouldn't do i mean they could maybe stabilize it enough where they could mount the diff to the underside of the floor in the boot and then just have cvs but i I bet that they would go to uh i bet that they would go to um independent rear suspension to accommodate that on the all wheel drive ones they would have to i did just get sent a link let me put that up on the well, actually, I'll wait until you're done with the Mazda 3 speed story, and then I'll, I'll put this. I on. think I'm
2: kind of done, because like, now I just want to know what's okay. going on with this rear suspension, you know, <laughs> more
0: than anything, to be honest. Well, oh, shoot, I don't have Twitch open on the uh, stream computer. Never mind. Um, he sent me, uh, is, uh, looking for the photos. i to make sure that we're not giving incorrect information. Oh, it is a torsion beam. Well, I know the standard car is, I see that, but I'm, I cannot find information specifically on the all-wheel drive one. I, I really don't think that they can Oh, do here that. we go. Yeah, <laughs> no, the
2: all-wheel drive system, I'm looking at it, and it's got this like weird like inverted torsion beam thing.
0: Oh, okay. All and right. the
2: differential, like it goes up, and the differential sits underneath
0: it. Huh. So it just uses CV axles? Yeah. All right, well, there you go. It is indeed a torsion beam, even on the all-wheel drive. That's kind of incredible. Actually, a That's a pretty good-looking car, got to say. I would put this link to, up there, but I I'm I'm have just to. Can't. I'm
2: gonna have to view this page because
0: this is actually 100 true. If I open, let me. Okay, I think I got this. So let's go to Twitch on the stream computer.
2: I, we we should have like an extra person that just sits here with like a really fast laptop that just does our research for us, so we can just like move on with our life.
0: Um, but anyway, uh. What are you... I'm trying to send myself a link on this thing here. Do you guys need help? No, it's fine. It'd be really nice to There we go. Ah, yeah. Yeah, ad blocker. I don't care. That's a very attractive car, I gotta say. Very smooth lines.
2: Oh, it's a a beautiful car. The only thing I really don't like is the size of the C pillar.
0: There you go, stream viewers. Go ahead and read that. Just load the stream in high def and just read that. (laughs)
2: <laughs> yeah, exactly. <clears throat> anyway, so um, I think we should just... Why don't you move on with
0: your topic? Cause sounds now sounds we, good. Now we're just all... Speaking of Mazda this. and Mazda Speed products, I want to just ask a question. Yes. Would you buy your car again? Yes. Oh, hold well on, Jana. Well, Jana asked for me. Or answered for me. the wrong way.
1: <laughs> um... Yes, we actually talk about replacing this Mazda 5 with another Mazda 5 Mm. in the future.
0: Like the later 6-speed ones ones with the 2.5? She talks
2: at me about it, not we talk about it. No, I wouldn't do the 2.5 6-speed because that's a direct injection, which I do not want. I see. Um, (laughs) I would, yes, buy another Mazda 5, not my exact one. I absolutely
0: hate the color on it. Okay, what color would you buy? I get the, either the red or the white. I was gonna say I'd go with oh, red. Yeah, yeah, the red or the white would be would be it. What about um, you, Jana? Would you buy your sienna?
1: Yeah, actually, like for the
0: price you got it for, yeah. Uh, uh,
1: <laughs> yeah, for the price I got free it for 50. free. Yeah, but, like, I genuinely really like the Sienna. Right now in my life, it doesn't really... Like, when I got it, it made sense because I was nannying and hauling kids around a lot. Yeah. And so it, like, made more sense than day-laying the Accord for me. Sure. But now that it's just myself and I'm driving myself long distances, it doesn't doesn't make sense for me anymore, which whenever I think about that, it makes me kind of sad because, like, I genuinely really like the vehicle, but it's just too big for me now. But I think... Further down the line. But it
0: has functional gears in its transmission, right? Exactly. So that's pretty so good. It's,
1: it's pretty good. And it's <laughs> decent. And I mean, I, I've never really had any issues with it. I mean one of the doors is broken, and it still chooses. Did the bumper and fall off a couple times? Yeah, the bumper's <laughs> <laughs> fallen off a few times, but it's still, it's had,
0: like... It's had a life. Well, it, it's had a regular CNA yeah, existence. and it's,
1: it's always, like, gotten me from point A to point B, unless, you know, my battery is dying because of the broken door, but... Whoops! That's just... It was also a really cold winter when that happened, got put so. one of
0: those, like, boat-master battery switches on it and just, like yeah it's got the little spot for the lock on it
1: now we have this stupid <laughs> little yellow do not open sign and ah. that's like cease the problem because nobody's yanking at a broken door people
0: are it. actually reading before doing yeah whoa because
1: it's like yellow and they're like what does why you must do not a sticker live in the united here? states of america yeah so like i just i like it it's currently just has a art deco chair sitting in the back of it
0: <laughs> as okay as like, it might be the only sienna in the world that has an art deco chair in the back of it right, right now
1: I, I mean, I get, it's got cat hair, so I can't bring it into nice. the house right now, so i got to clean it off. But it's finally decent enough where I have a day to do that. But I, I probably wouldn't go back and buy the same generation of Sienna because knowing how I treat especially, mine. Especially
2: the year of yours as well. Yeah, the 2006. Like the Sludge Master. Yeah. The Sludge Master I've had <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> I've had techs bring me from mm-hmm. the waiting room to show me the sludge on the engine. And I, I think something terrible has happened they've done something terrible to my car and mm-hmm. they just they're like you should probably know about this and i was like i already know about it and they're like you should clean it and i was like I'll clean no it later. you don't want to I dislodge that
0: that, I like, that engine fine. has such you a massive issue good with filters on it and changing the yeah. oil off and it'll eventually dissipate a little bit but. yeah nah.
1: and so i wouldn't I buy the same year knowing that people abuse them as much as they do but my mom has the newest generation of Sienna.
0: The 3.5 is much better engine. Yeah,
1: and it's... I, I like that. I don't like that there's not a lot of driver feel to it. Like
0: That's just... You're going to get that with any Sienna. Yeah, <laughs> It's probably got like 75 series tires on it. And yeah, the power steering is designed for, you know, steering it with yeah, the palm of your hand while exactly. you're eating your Big Mac. My, my
2: favorite thing is... I once I, I really like it. I'm i prettier now. I, I once drove a Sienna that had snow tires on, so mm-hmm. the tires are particularly sticky. Oh, okay. Um... And I was able to go from, like, full right lock and grab yeah. it and swing it real hard <laughs> and have this power steering spin the wheel all the way to the left lock without touching it. It just sat With there With the wheels spun. on the ground. Wheels on the ground and snow tires, like sticky
0: snow tires. Vehicles running, the wham, wham. <laughs> so just... what you're telling me is an underdrive pulley set would probably help a Sienna a whole bunch. Yes. Because, like, yeah, if I... If I... If I turn the wheel too fast in any of my cars, like, I can feel the pump run out of potential. Yes. Like, it's like, oh, that's as much power assist as you got. Yeah, no, I want that. that, Me too. Like, I've got underdrive pulleys on the red M3, and that includes the power steering, which I put on much later. And uh, it works great, but you can't rush it. (laughs) Yeah, as
2: opposed to, like, yeah, the Sienna Mm -hmm. is just, like, you can just whip that all the way around.
1: (laughs) Yeah, well, I'm really lucky because my Sienna, it has... uh power steering leak so i can actually feel it's true you're feeling
0: the cavitation of the fluid that becomes your steering feel yeah Yeah. that's your steering feel it's really nice i love whipping
1: it around corners and people are like how did you do that and i'm like like, it's
0: broken (laughs) it's It's just a little bit broken and sometimes that's better i know
1: i love my little bit broken (laughs) yeah no
0: jan jan loves her car's a little bit broken
2: could record like we had to like have like an intervention about uh, How Ron. broken it was! Well, <laughs> the automatic carbureted one that like
0: is that the one that was like sometimes missing a different gear than the other yeah. gears? Okay. Yeah, that one. Yeah. yeah,
2: intermittently missing different gears. <laughs> yeah, that one. So I'm just like, honey, we, we have a talk. That,
0: that got, car's got spirit,
2: and now I've got a second in my driveway. So, but that one's Hey, but you like that one? Yeah, I really do like that one. Um, so Michael, clean. I, I guess, here's another question. Uh-huh. Do you have any cars that you would not buy?
0: Yeah, Porsche Boxster S.
2: Yeah, 86 Subaru GL10. Yep. All right,
0: there we go. What <laughs> about you, Jana? Any um, car you have had that you wouldn't buy again?
1: My When I first started driving, my dad put the pause button on owning Honda Ridgelines, and he bought a Nissan. A Nissan Frontier? Yeah, a Nissan Frontier. I was going to
0: ask if it was a Tightener Frontier.
1: Yeah, and I... Did not like that vehicle. Okay. It was, it just, the inside felt cheap. Like, going from a Honda Ridgeline to a Nissan, like, I mean, had we gone from, like, he also had a, um, a Taco, so a Toyota Tacoma, and it felt like the 90s Tacoma, but in a modern car.
2: Oh, yeah, so it felt like a Mitsubishi, like something that was yeah, really cool was 15 just... years ago, and then they just kind of cheapened the material. Okay. And now it's just worse. Yeah, we were
1: driving... It's surprising
0: me that it's worse than a Honda. But yeah, we the, were... The Ridgelines are actually really nice. The
1: Ridgelines are super Well, I think that's a kind of a
0: cut-down pilot interior, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it's a really, really good interior.
1: Like, yeah.
2: I'm not gonna... The Ridgeline, yeah. that's what all civilian pickups should be. Everybody that wants
0: it? a pickup should, is... They, they need, need a have you been in a modern king ranch or denali it's ridiculous yeah it's 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 like perforated leather like semi-aniline leather yeah cooled seats leather yeah, wrapped steering insane. wheel why do
1: you need that
0: in a truck well it's because people buy trucks when they don't need them that's why yeah, yeah. like oh i want these luxuries for my car in this truck well i want you to buy a car See, I'm like well i just want a truck
1: <laughs> well, why do you want a truck it's
0: got eighty thousand dollars you know that's why
1: I came from the background where my dad's always had a truck, and he's always gotten the smaller Japanese trucks, which I appreciate. And, like, he had a Sienna for a while, but, like, the truck just works better when you're doing, like, landscaping and stuff like that. And so when he had the Nissan and we were driving down to Blue Earth, it was my butt would fall asleep, my legs would fall asleep. It was just so uncomfortable.
0: I want to turn your microphone up, but all I will hear... Yeah, need, that, you just need to speak up on it. that damn him. water softener if yeah, I do that. Yeah, you're, you're just going to so The it. microphone is just not facing you at all. That's the it's main problem. It's
2: not facing you, and it's you. Well, I'm
1: sorry. My laptop. <laughs> oh, my God, so better. better. No, Woo!
2: Okay, thank you.
0: Well, no, you're just a quiet person, honey. <laughs> you're know, a quiet person. I,
1: and and my laptop is like... Like, it, that's, it, that's fine.
0: The microphone's usually just recording this if, thing.
1: If, yeah. we're, if we're,
2: like, <laughs> hey, like, at my house and the wind blows outside, you have to speak
0: up because you're so quiet.
1: Well, yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> well, I mumble I, a lot, mouse. too,
0: but I, that's, I, I just but, have to keep myself really but, close to my Oh, but
1: yeah, so, like, I didn't like the Nissan because the cheap interior. And, yeah. like, when we were on, like, road trips down to the apartment buildings that he owns in Blue Earth, it would be like my butt would fall asleep, my legs would fall asleep, and we'd have yeah, to. Yeah, like, terrible
0: seats are something I just can't abide in yeah, a vehicle. Yeah, we we'd have
1: to trade off. Whereas if we're in the Ridge Line, we could drive eight hours each and be totally. But fine. are the
0: seats stuffed with coconut husks?
1: I don't know, but they're no. so <laughs> comfy.
0: So, kind of a joke.
2: Um, you, your your dad also did buy F one fifty at one point. Yes, and he spent the entire time falling out of it. Yes, I was.
1: <laughs> I was not allowed. To drive that car. Why? Also, how does one
0: fall out of a truck so often?
1: My sister is, uh, my dad's about 5'8", my sister's 5'5", and I'm one. They both could barely buy, drive the truck because they're, they're short for the truck. And so they didn't want me to even attempt to drive such a large vehicle because...
0: Well, it's swinging back to pickups. Why do people buy them? Well, yeah,
1: and he didn't. He, he found out he didn't need the extra space. Because like, he got it because he was able to pick up a dropped lease. <laughs> yeah. He was like, it was, like, was a pun. Yeah, Woo! and so he Throwing got, rocks tonight. He actually got paid to own this <laughs> truck. And he's like, I kind of want to see what not owning a Japanese truck is like. And he hated it. He couldn't put things in and out of the bed. He couldn't...
2: It was too big and too much. He kept falling uh. out
1: of it. I kept falling out of it it was not it was a dumb. good
0: time thank you for the follow on twitch scurvy nuts lemon now
2: anyway <laughs> <did you>
3: some, <laughs> no. oh. it's
0: okay don't buy a titan don't don't, don't buy, buy an, an f-150 an actually is. just don't buy a pickup but if you do buy a pickup buy a ridgeline yes. is that what we're saying yep okay and then, if you <laughs> will, then put a hitch on it
2: <laughs> if you are gonna buy a 1980s subaru product stay yep. away from the gl 10 buy the normal gl if you want the digital dashboard, I get it. But get a, the best body you can with no engine. Yeah.
0: And if you're going to buy a Porsche Boxster S... Don't. Yeah, don't do it. Yeah, yeah, it buy a 987. It, if
1: you buy a Ridgeline, it's going to drive like an Accord. Or, no, it drives like a Pilot. Yeah. It, it's, yeah, thing,
0: it's, which is an yeah, like Accord in a so fat nice. suit. Pretty much. Except no. you, yeah, yeah, you get the 6 there, but... Which is always Speaking nice. of Honda. Yes. What if I
2: told you... That Honda secretly designed Mark's, Jenna Jameson's,
0: Lamborghini Murcielago's engine. Well, the Bizarini V12 has been around for 50 years. Honda designed that? Well, there is evidence of that. That Bizarini,
2: it kind of went under the table and had Honda like ghostwrite the engine for him. Is that why it's
0: extremely reliable?
2: It might be, actually. <laughs> uh, but uh, this guy named LJK Setwright, um, who is one of the he's this bearded man he's no Gandalf yeah he's one of the like most revered automotive writers ever um there is he did a um interview with supercar classics where he declared I do have to quote is that a publication yeah it was a it's a used to be a um, UK based like supercar magazine okay um i would have to read exactly what he wrote word for word, but this guy is not the sort of person that lies about things because he had a reputation to uphold. Okay. So it's kind of like if Einstein said, yeah, the government's hiding aliens.
0: Oh, so, so a, a credible source. It's a very
2: credible <laughs> source. It is an unsubstantiated claim from a very credible source. Um, the accepted legend is that the original engine was designed for Lamborghini by Bizzarini, Based on a design study for his 4.5 liter Grand Prix engine, uh, which properly from what I remember of it, came to nothing. And that was subsequently modified and mollified for the Delara. He uses, he loves to say things like modified and mollified. Well, of course, uh,
0: because this is ye olde times. Yeah.
2: Uh, well, no, this is like the 1980s.
0: Ye um, old times.
2: Now I will admit to a good deal of respect for the work of young Delara, but I honestly cannot see anything in the work of either of these engines, either before or since, of comparable quality. I am therefore all the more inclined to believe that I was pri- what I was privately told by a, a, was privately told told one second. This is going really
0: well. I, it,
2: I, that. <laughs> <laughs> So it's really, really wordly weirded, this sentence. Wordly weirded? Weirded wordly. Uh, wh- so, I don't know I if you guys a-
0: knew this, but Ryan has a severe case of dyslexia. Apparently. I'm working didn't. through it. He, he I just found
2: this out myself. Yeah. <laughs> I am therefore all the more
0: inclined to believe what I was told quite authoritatively Apparently.
2: in 1975 that the design was secretly commissioned by Lamborghini from Honda.
0: I could see that yeah because, I mean it, I've always been fascinated how a company with nothing could make one of the most reliable v twelve engines ever designed.
2: yeah, and not only that, it looks nothing like any of their other engines and doesn't like work it, it, like it, it just it works a lot better. yeah, it's like this guy just suddenly say, "Yeah, I'm just gonna make this reliable now.
0: Yeah, it, like all that stuff I was just doing it on purpose to make it Italian. so um, sorry, I Italian. So,
2: yeah, LJK Setright, he went to the grave with who his source was about okay. this. Okay, okay. Um, but he... Uh,
0: yeah, was it disclosed yeah,
2: to, like, his heirs? No, like, he literally died holding the secret. He never told anybody. And everybody that was involved with this is now dead. Okay. Interesting. Well, Okay, so, yeah, now he can say something like that then. Well, no, I mean, he he's dead too. But he, sa- he said that, like, in an interview... Like to his defunct magazine, like on
0: one of their last issues, okay. So uh, he, he deliberately picked a publication that like people wouldn't really see, yeah, exactly. Okay. All
2: right, um, it's probably then, clever. So I'm gonna write the I'm gonna repeat the other part of what he added. Executed the commission very swiftly, or Honda executed the commission very swiftly as it was especially capable of doing. It met Lamborghini's original specifications perfectly, gained the design right the first time without need for prolonged development, which again is consistent. In indi- individual sense of honor would prevent uh, it; would prevent it from ad- admitting it. So Honda would, with Honda's honor to Lamborghini, of course they would never admit it. Well, if they were paid, yeah, if they were paid and they were told to put keep it secret, true Honda was a very honorable person. He, he would. Probably do the same thing where you go to the grave saying, not telling anybody he designed this great engine. He -hmm.
0: just wanted to do it because he loved cars. Um, I'm sure that's why Jenna Jameson bought that car. Yeah, exactly. It's clearly why. It's a Honda engine. Yeah, it's a Honda engine. (laughs) Um, I should get some Honda badges for the belt. That would be really funny. (laughs) Uh, Although the cylinder heads were later redesigned by Lamborghini proper.
2: Since the normal cloak of commercial anonymity would have been cast over the transaction, so um, basically. Honda kept under wraps because if the, if it turned out a Honda secretly designed that, it looked really bad for a Lamborghini. Mm-hmm. Uh, nevertheless, there was no other engine, especially no other V12 of of equal merit created in the decade before the debut of the first Lamborghini, nor any superior in years immediately followed, other than a by Honda. What more uh, appropriate than one of the world's best engineers should design,
0: be designed by one of the world's best car makers? And here's so, a photo on the stream of... A the
2: Lamborghini V12, yeah.
0: Honda so, engine, actually.
2: Oh, there's a the Honda engine and the Lamborghini yep. engine directly above mm-hmm. it. And they do look remarkably similar.
0: Well, they do, but, I mean, it, it's still a 60-degree V12 from well, the Well, I'm era, looking at the so. valve angle. Well, yeah, but, again, that kind of thing was really common back in yep. the day. If you had a twin cam engine, they all pretty much look like that.
2: Yeah, the only thing that's different is that on the Honda engine, the intakes, the carburetor, yeah, I guess the intakes are on the far side as opposed to being in between mm-hmm. the, uh, in, in between the uh, banks of cylinders. Yep. Yeah, so, I mean, it's one of those things where there's, you know, it could be believable of that. And Honda did have a V12 that they designed that was a very good engine, the RA-271 and 272. And it
0: makes sense that it would be different because, I mean, the block, there's no way they could use the same block for a 1.5-liter F1 engine and a 3.5-to-5-liter streetcar engine. So exactly. there exactly. would have to be revisions.
2: Yeah, exactly. It, totally. And so... Yeah, it's there. There is evidence that Honda might have done that. Uh, this article was from uh, BringATrailer.com. Actually, hmm. um, they do have really good articles. You just kind of have to like dig around and look for them. When
0: we uh, when we pulled this up, I was surprised to see Bring a Trailer.
2: Yeah, so it, it is that, but um, yeah. So it un, until there's it, they go on to say uh, until they're proven wrong, they'll believe that it was Bizzarini's engine. Um, you know what I? I Kind of like the conspiracy theory that Honda secretly did it. It makes it sense. would make a lot of sense because <laughs> it is a
0: really reliable engine. It's way better than anything at it, Italy made at that point in time. Like, it's, I mean, it's way better than their like first gen V10 Audi engine. Yeah, and it's like, yeah. I mean, I don't know their V8 back in the era. I don't know if that that was an in-house engine or not. But and if it was, it was probably a derivative of the Bizzarini V12. Anyway,
2: well, you, uh, Can you go on your computer and look up the Lamborghini Yalpa and let me know what engine was using that J-A-L-P-A?
0: Some three and a half liter or something or other.
2: What? That was a V8 Lamborghini. (sighs) Right. Oh, I know. That, so. that,
0: yeah, that would have had whatever engine yeah, that, we that were would about. that would have been. Same add, one so. as the Uraco and all that kind of stuff.
2: Yeah, so if you go to the Wikipedia. Well, While you
0: guys are searching that up, I want to talk electric vehicles. Yes, Completely please Completely changing please. This, this up. This is a terrible vehicle yeah. that I don't care mm-hmm. about. So Well, we're going to talk about the That's Audi e-tron, strange. which I also am not a fan of. But you are actually probably going to like this story, Ryan, because it's actually a detrimental story for the e-tron. Yes. Their battery supplier, totally, totally messed up. And now, all these two-month order windows have been pushed to seven months, That's and hilarious. people that want these awful, terrible, giant, overweight e-tron SUVs won't get them until a while. That <laughs> smells like but a capital the downside. L. The downside, also, man. Okay, pop-ups on Jalopnik. Pop Lopnik. Um. The e-tron Coupe thing that we actually do want to see—that's the Mission E yeah. Audi thing. We won't see is that, that until 2020. Too? Yeah, so that's unfortunately the downside can they just of the story. Switch the two. Well, they won't though because idiots buy this stupid bloated SUV thing, which has 95 kilowatt hours and can do a whopping 205 miles between charges, which is fewer miles than my 70 kilowatt hour car yeah, can that's do. that's interesting. It's, yeah, underpowered, Speaking overweight.
1: and on electric cars, I'm in environmental biology, and we got to do our presentations on whatever we want. And nice. I did mine on pa- plastic pollution, you know. Ooh. Yeah. Which that is was, definitely a thing. It's a thing. And then, you talk yeah, about
0: microplastics and all that kind of crap? Yeah.
1: And th- that's fun. That's an interesting topic. Mm-hmm. And um, there's many solutions to it. But somebody brought up electric cars. And what I hate is when people... Or students in particular, bring up electric cars is they focus too much on all the good and then they just kind of ignore the bad things like right. the production and like mm. you know the fact that you're only as clean as the power you use and all these things. And I think they actually touched on
0: even battery the production, the power,
1: but they're just like not talking about the production of vehicles. So like a big car like this doesn't really make sense to be electric because.
0: Well, I mean, it still kind of does, it but does, yeah. It does, but like... I see what you mean.
1: You know, and so like, they also didn't know much about cars. <laughs> so I'm right. sitting there like, because they showed a video that actually is talking about how some smaller diesel cars are more fuel efficient and, you know...
0: Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, uh, there are there are diesel vehicles that have a much lower environmental impact for a lot of miles. I mean, obviously everything's yeah. got that that graph where there's some point where it's, yeah. it's cleaner. But, I mean, back in the day of, like, Gen 2 Prius era, with hybrids and things like that, mm-hmm. it really, you're on nickel uh, nickel metal hydride batteries, and yeah. granted, they were really small. We're talking, like, one kilowatt hour, yeah. one and a half, or something like that, but uh, Top Gear touched on this actually really well, probably better than anyone else I've ever seen write it down, but, I mean, it's like, it was mined in a mine in Canada, which is really yes. dirty, and then it's, like, shipped to like South Korea where it's refined and then it's shipped yeah. to Japan for production then it's shipped back to the United States for like assembly and things like that. It's just, it's terrible. But yeah. even early lithium ion batteries, like they use a really, really rare element. Yes. So, I mean, it's it's tough to mine. It's hard to find. It's just really expensive. So the amount of money that they have to do, how much they have to excavate to get yeah. a finite amount of this material, it's really impactful. I mean, it, it's still, for how long cars are staying in the road these days, it is still better. Yeah. Overall, even if you're powered by coal Mm -hmm. to drive an electric vehicle, however, with newer battery chemistries that are relying more and more on the fundamental elements of um, uh, um, the battery packs, they're switching more from this lithium to nickel and cobalt. And granted, the nickel is the really bad stuff, but it's a very small amount, and cobalt is taking up the majority of it, and that's really easy and abundant. To mine. So I mean the the impact of a brand new medium range EV and a brand new like compact car, those are actually really similar these days. Okay. And they're like off the dealer lot impact. So those are yeah. surprisingly clean, but yeah, something like this where you have ninety-five kilowatt hours of this battery, which is yeah. a lot of pack. It's expensive to produce, it's, it's really exactly. harmful, and it gets horrific efficiency. So, I mean, that's yeah. probably going to take 100,000 miles to offset compared to a diesel a Q7 or something. Yes.
1: Now, I'm regretting that I didn't do electric vehicles, because then I could have broken it down, like, the Fiat versus, you know, a Tesla. Cause, like, and it's hard to find that information. Really, yeah, it is. It, it is. But, like, I hate when people just bundle all electric cars together, because I'm like... No,
0: there's no silver bullet. Well, Scott's yeah. saying there is. It's called ride a bike or walk. Yes. <laughs> Yes, but it, as far as like a it's a wonderful four...
2: it's a wonderful silver bullet until you get either hit by a train, which is not a car, or you get your toe toes off because you have hypothermia. So I, I like my car, so I'm going to continue I, I like, to.
0: I like having my my all of my <laughs> uh, phalanges. Yeah, yeah, my my appendages. I'm I'm quite yeah. fond of them, so I I intend to keep them. However, I mean I I enjoy bicycling, but I don't do it for um, commute like he does. I do it for pleasure sometimes. So anyway. Um, I am happy that the terrible eTron thing is delayed. I'm unhappy that it also means that the good eTron coupe thing is
2: delayed. It's not going to be that good because it's be made out of metal. Like, or well, not no, metal, uh, so you may have like, a bunch the, of steel. This
0: garbage is, yes, but the other one is the Mission E basically cut down for Audi production. So it shares eTron as a name, but it is not the same thing. So that'll actually be a pretty good car. I yeah, don't, don't have much faith.
2: Um, Now, anyway, I want to talk about the New York International Auto Show for a moment. Okay. Uh, Nissan had a big display there because their big display was uh, 50th anniversary of not only the GTR but also the Z car. Hey, um, yes, and they they released a new um, like 50th anniversary edition, uh, like R35 GTR. Uh, Another one Great. humorously, humorously not, or humorously, hum- Humorously. Okay. They did not use the 1969 livery for the um, limited edition, but they used the 1971 livery. Why? Because the person saw a picture of it and didn't know the difference in years. And Josh from JDM Legends pointed that out to them. This is why we can't <laughs> have nice things. <laughs> so I imagine that's what happened. I'm getting um, another beer. Hold on. Yeah, absolutely. Now, uh, with that, we uh, do a, uh, the generations of cars and those, those little topics. And traditionally, oh, that's a Sapporo. I really want that. I'm
0: jealous. Um, I just love the steel can. I just really love <laughs> the beer. Well, me too. But I'm like, there's a reason why I only bought one of all these. It's because they're like four or five dollars a I piece. No, yeah. they're really expensive. Yeah.
2: Uh, now, with the generations, I want to talk about the Z car because well, it's a good time to talk about. And next episode, we'll probably be talking about the GTR. Um, I'm going to make this one a little bit shorter than we normally do, just because I could literally make this into an entire
0: episode that put all of When I saw see. the Z-car in there, I'm like, uh, okay, we'll see how this goes. Uh, no, I'm, I'm going to go as fast as I can. Um, I would do want to start with... Should a,
1: we time you like it's a no, speed No, mark.
2: I'm not going to do that. Um, so I want to start with the, uh, the pre-Z-cars, the Fair Lady Roadsters, because to do that, <laughs> you, that is very important for understanding the Z-car. Uh it all started out uh with in nineteen fifty nine with the uh S two eleven chassis uh Datsun Sports one thousand. Um that had a it was a sports car based off their kind of truck slash bluebird DC three thing that they had. Um You're making
0: a terrible I, smell think, this like m- I think this might be skunked.
2: Oh no. That's four dollars on the drain. Oh man, that's lame. My I'm Sapporo
0: is skunked. Lame, ah.
2: anyway, so boo. Anyway, this uh, the very first year they only made 20 of them. Oh my god,
0: <laughs> yeah, talk made, about rare,
2: yeah, super rare. Um, they were designed by Yuichi Oda. Um, and Yuichi Oda and Nissan have a very interesting story. Because prior to World War II, there were two Japanese auto manufacturers that ever went to racing. Okay, one was a company called Datsun. I've heard of them. That eventually became Nissan, uh-huh. and then went back to Datsun, and then back to <laughs> Nissan. Um, <laughs> Make up your mind. Which you watched. And then this other one was called OTA Automobile.
0: How do you like OTA?
2: OTA O H T A is okay. how they I spelled it, but the correct romanized would be OTA. That'd be the correct romanized version. But oh T A. Yeah. So but now it's O H T A is how it's spelled because it's before that they before they re- revised it. It's really
0: I that's another thing that'd take forever. Um anyway. Does Japanese culture jump around as much as their automotive like naming and production stuff? I no. Oh that would be so hard to keep track They're of very them, static. right Okay, so, well good. Um, anyway, Dotson made <laughs> a car
2: in a barn that could they were getting their ass kicked by Oda because Otto was just OHP. Yeah. yeah. I they just were, heard about them just yeah. now. They were like way faster than Datsun Thor <laughs> uh racing. So Datsun ended up uh taking their like truck engine that was like a 750 cc like four cylinder and they made a dual verd cam cylinder head with a with a supercharger in a nice. barn from <laughs> scratch. And it, it ended up making as much power per liter as a Bugatti Type 35 did, which is like the peak of pre-war performance. So anyway, after <laughs> after the war, Oda the ma- the auto manufacturer went out of business because uh, they invested way more in producing war materials than Nissan did, so they okay. totally got shut down. Uh, And then w- the remnants of Oda were absorbed into Nissan. Okay, Yuichi Oda, who was their competitor, mm-hmm. decided to team up and make like the best possible Japanese sports car they could make. So yeah, you start out with that very very cute car, cute as a button. Um and they made twenty of them. Uh <laughs> nineteen sixty, well it's because they, they redesigned the No, I know they, I'm just they, I'm laughing at how yeah. you describe it. <laughs> they redesigned the base model of it. Uh 1960, uh they made the SPL two 2- twelve, which actually came to America. This one is way higher production, made a hundred uh four hundred and ninety-five of them, uh which is still nothing. But they're a lot better. Um those ones had a one point two liter engine, forty seven horsepower. Uh, three hundred and ten. Uh, the the SPL three hundred and ten mm-hmm. would be the one we'd imagine when we think of a Fair Lady Roadster. Okay, uh, that was nineteen sixty three, and that originally came with a one point five liter engine. Eventually, that would go on to the three hundred and eleven by nineteen seventy, in which you had a two liter inline four. These are all roadsters. That are based off like MGs and Fie- and Alfa Romeo like kind of like, class like actually
0: based off no of no the car? no but
2: like that class okay. like they're based off like that sort of class to try and compete with them. Sure, um, they never really raced that much in Europe, where uh, sports car racing was very popular. However, in America in the nineteen sixties in IMSA, yeah, these would shit all over the Alfa Romeo Giulias <laughs> and just destroyed the MGs. Hmm. And yeah, they were really good. Um But the HP Per L Yeah, exactly. It was they were really, really, really good. Um, and Bob Sharp Racing, uh who we'll hear about a lot more in the future of this, was uh instrumental in doing a lot of that racing. Uh now this car was great and all, but it was never really taken seriously by uh performance car fans. Okay. Uh you know, it, it was like taken seriously like, yeah, if you like a sports car, cool. What's the 1960s you got muscle cars and stuff, right? And it's like mm-hmm. it's all about like having a mile you don't ride. have
0: seven liters under your hood, yeah, or you it's, ain't a real man.
2: Yeah, it's all about having a cool, sexy sports car right? like, <laughs> with like a big engine. Well, <clears throat> so anyway, uh, come 1969, <laughs> uh, I know, right?
0: <laughs> I'm yeah, yeah.
2: the uh, um, will show myself out. <laughs> da, Nissan is making a new sports car, uh, it was designed by uh, Yoshiki Iko Matsuo. Who is, uh, he was the head of Nissan Sports Car Styling Studio. Okay. Um, that's a mouthful. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> like, what the hell? Like, <laughs> we think these about Nissan
0: Datsun Joint Venture Styling Sports Car Studio art. Yeah, I know, right? It's just ridiculous. Um,
2: but yeah, so this is kind of like their Halo car. It had a single VR cam inline six. Nice. Um, mm,
0: the correct perfect. number of cylinders and configuration. Four.
2: Yeah, with the manual, with a, uh, manual transmission they eventually made a two plus two coupe which looks absolutely disgusting mm. like just the worst looking vehicle ever designed <laughs> um i don't know
0: i've seen z31 two plus twos oh no this one's way worse uh.
2: actually i would say if you bring up just type in s30 uh two plus two and i will tell you that that one in fact looks worse because the z31 two plus two they at least took like two seconds this one they're like ah shit like this one's way worse and that's probably the nicest one of those will ever look. Can we get a look at that brown one? No. No, I okay. can't. I'm going to look at the nicest one ever. The, the best possible example.
0: <laughs> that is actually, yeah. yeah that actually looks pretty okay in that spec, but yeah. That does look awkwardly lengthened. You, you can
2: imagine if that was not lowered and modified extensively. And had Watanabe's on it. Yeah. And didn't have like that chin spoiler that that would look <laughs> really bad. Yeah. And then when you think about the normal S30, like it looks really bad. It's a terrible-looking vehicle. Um, Somebody might have not done that quite right. No, no, no. Um, so yeah, so yeah, they it was this was like kind of your sports car, and actually, you know, they did they sold super super well. These they did the two plus two or the two no, seater, the normal two seater. I mean, two plus two did fine, but there's a normal two seater like just sold like hotcakes. Everybody loved them. Um, and
0: was that the were, birth of the all twenty eight then?
2: Uh, the L twenty. Oh, L twenty four. Yes. Derp. Uh, no, because they had, uh, I believe they were actually using that. in so the Gloria's Oh, Okay, Skylines. it didn't debut I'm... in the yeah. Z. I th- I think uh, it came out before that. I, okay. I have to double check on that. I'm not sure. Um, I'm a, I'm the Toyota guy, a Japanese nostalgia car, not the Nissan guy. I'm out of my whatever.
0: Own. Um, poor craftsman blames his tools. <laughs>
2: So, uh, but yeah, anyway, it was was really, really dope. Um, Now, in Japan, there was a variant called the Z432, which had not a 432 cubic
0: inch I was going to say, is it a 4.32 liter engine? No. (laughs) It is a... A la BMW. Four valves per cylinder.
3: Ooh! Triple
2: carb. Oh, yeah. Dual red cam, 432. Um, Did we talk about one of these engines with Mr. Hawkyard? I believe so is the S20. Oh, the, uh, great the 160 horsepower, two liter inline six in 1969. Triple carb which inline is sixes. Amazing. Uh, and because today is 420, how much, how better oh can we God. talk about it? Because they made 420 of them.
0: <sighs> Incidentally, I, I saw, I did a quick tangent. I saw this on Facebook the other day. I'm like, if you get married today, your 50th wedding anniversary will be 420.69. <laughs> <laughs> So there you go. Go do that. That would be really
2: funny. Um, Channa, today might be your lucky day.
0: (laughs) No engagement straight to the wedding. Yeah.
1: (laughs) I mean, I just did get, like, a Facebook, like, notification that, like, this would have been my anniversary with my ex, like, eight years ago. You, oh, jeez. So, uh, yeah, mm-hmm. I, I, I don't want that to be another anniversary. Anymore. So, <laughs> anyway,
2: the four thir- the uh, Z432, actually, some of them were used by the Japanese police department to, okay. catch, <laughs> to catch street racers, because that was a thing. Then, Catching crims and locking them up yeah. in your community. Now, they even have a hotter version of the 432, where the Say 432 in, so. are... Where you had <laughs> aluminum wheels, aluminum hood. Um, Whoa.
0: Yeah, like... It's tough to do back in the day.
2: Front, The front fenders were like thinner metal. The doors were thinner metal. Um, they did have some... Oops, sorry. They did have some engine enhancements, different intakes and stuff, different exhaust manifold. Hmm. So they actually... It was faster, and that was a home location model. Um, oh, beauty. Now... This was all very well and good before emissions, and then emissions <laughs> happened,
0: Aww. and
2: this car got hit with a brick. Um,
0: <laughs> yeah, twin twin cam non-catalyst 60s cars with triple carbs. Yeah, it, it didn't do very well. Hmm. Uh, it, and in
2: 1973, yeah, it happened, and then you had the L26. They did make the engine a little bit bigger. You kind of broke even with it.
0: Oh, so it's like the... Uh, The OBD2 change for the E36 M3. Yeah, you you kind of, you broke even. Made the engine displacement a little bit bigger, restricted it a little bit more, and voila! Yeah, you you had 2.6
2: liter engine. uh, uh, And that had, one second here. I didn't
0: even know they made an L26.
2: Yeah, they did. So, it had 140 horsepower, uh, as opposed to the 240Z is, uh, I think it had like 145 or something. Like... Yeah, the two forty Z was like right up there. Um, let's see here.
0: Yeah, one fifty one. Okay, so, that's pretty good power for the era. Yeah,
2: yeah, one fifty one. You know, before emissions, that's real. That's pretty good actually. But after emissions, be able to retain that much power. Yeah. Because I mean, if you get what like a GTO did between nineteen seventy three and nineteen seventy four, mm-hmm. you went from like four hundred horsepower to like two hundred and eighty. Like you just your car got killed. Um, so needless to say these ones, the, did you just say these ones? Yes, I did. I'm sorry. Once the, once emissions happened, Mm -hmm. that's when the Z car really, really took off. Because now, their product mm-hmm. was the best-performing car that you could really get.
0: Right, because it wasn't killed quite as much by yeah, passing emissions as a lot of the domestic stuff was.
2: They had a, a better engine. They were trying to make a better engine. It was a single red cam. It didn't just rely on Oh, you on mean
0: it. like that one time where Honda put CVCC heads on the small block? Yeah, and it made it actually, like, really fast, yeah. Weird. Uh, but, yeah, it's like they
2: actually made this, like, a really, <laughs> really good car. Uh, it also had on Mac available, which uh, is uh, absolutely uh, gross, and uh, nobody cares about it. Now... The 260Z, uh, they only had it available for one year in America. 1974 only. Cause I've never even heard of that. So. Yeah. It's, it's really, really cool. Because actually, in 1975, mm-hmm. you had to put the safety bumpers on the car.
0: So that was 74. Well, it was the end of 74 for a 75 model year. So, no, it was 1974
2: model year. Oh, okay. So I was wrong. I'm sorry. I'm but yeah, sorry. Cause you you So, yeah, it, had, it was kind of like that. had the safety bumpers. Now, the 280Z... Hmm. Um, then you start getting fuel injection.
0: Okay, and that was actually EFI too. It wasn't even no, mechanical. no. It, it was mechanical. Really? Yeah, because the two hundred and forty Z EFI was EFI. Seventy two two hundred and forty Z that we've got is electronic.
2: Is that factory?
0: It looks factory, unless it's got an L twenty eight from a much later car, which I guess it well, could. It was
2: Ljetronic.
0: Uh, this would be this That's, would be Djet.
2: It. Th- this is they had Ljetronic. So, yeah, I mean, that's what they have. Um, yeah, it is disgusting-looking, impact-absorbing 5-mile-an-hour crash bumpers, which were really, really... Can we just look at the... Uh, 19, just type in the 1976 280Z with the, like, USDM bumpers, because they're terrible-looking. Um, I'll
0: find it. You keep talking, I'll pull it up. There I'll, it is right I'll there, orange one right one. there, the
2: orange one. That is the disgusting front end.
0: And it looks... Oh, that's that's a link location. I can't do that. There we go. Image. Doesn't it help that you know how to do this now? Yeah, that is much better. Yeah, um, that looks terrible. That's really really awful. That
2: is like a that car got hit with a brick. That's almost <laughs> as bad as the Countach. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, so anyway, uh, they had that. It was kind of cool. Uh, the car, the, it, it was it did better. You know, it, it was back up to having more power. Bosch well, D Jet. It had 170 horsepower again. Um they did really good with racing. Bob Sharp Racing uh was on the East Coast. Uh then you had Brock Racing Enterprises, BRE with mm-hmm. Paul Newman racing them on the ah, West Coast. He's got good dressing. Yeah, John Morton as well um was driving them. Uh John Morton was just like walking around when we were in Monterey. Mm-hmm. Like he just looked like some random guy. <laughs> and like I like, did walked... he have
0: dad jorts on. Uh no, he had dockers.
2: Ah. Um <laughs> I walked past him and Ben goes, "That's John Morton," and I'm like, oh, "You're <laughs> right." <laughs> but anyway, it uh, they kicked ass to say the least. Um, they yeah took a ton of records. I mean, even today they're still kicking ass in vintage car racing. Like it, you would have to basically run just Z car vintage car races because otherwise, it's just going to be a podium stacked with Z cars. These days, um, but yeah, I mean, th- there's everybody raced him. They did really, really good. Um, Bob Mondurance, uh when his when his racing school started, they started out with Z cars as their cars. Bondurant? Yeah, Bondurant. Sorry, yeah, Bondurant. He started out with just Z cars at the school. And now they got Chargers and stuff. Every time
0: somebody says Z car, really quickly, I think of Zika virus. Zika? <laughs> yeah, you're now, right. L Jetronic. It's off a 280 ZX. Yep. So 280 um, like Z. Sorry.
2: Now speaking of the 280zx that's the next generation Gross. so once the malaise started really happening people started wanting cars that are more just kind of gt touring cars Cause although grand Dots tour are,
0: or touring cars
2: or gt slash just touring okay. cars right. instead of sports cars and sports dance and fun things
0: grand tour anything
2: yeah and the, the reason for that is, you know, other than Datsun, everything sucked. I mean, like... <laughs>
0: that's a hell of a quote. <laughs> it really
2: did. <laughs> like, like, you couldn't get an American car. Those sucked. All the Italian cars looked like trash. The German cars were too complicated for your average mechanic. Like, it, it sucked. It really sucked. They 2002s. Yeah, but I mean, like, the 2002 is fine. It was a good car. But, I mean, like, that's the thing. is like, you give a 2002, you give a Datsun 510, you give a a 280z and that was about it and all of them had terrible crash bumpers on them uh and then 2002 at this point had already turned into the uh e21 so it's just like people are wanting cushier rides so dotson decided let's go upmarket and make it a gt car and just
0: ruined it by the way your quick history of the z is going really really quickly thank you i'm just kidding I was being totally facetious. It's, it's a big car. This <laughs> should,
2: know. this should have like an entire. I'm giving episode. you shit. Yeah.
0: Um, we did do a brief history, so it makes sense to extend this one and yeah. do more detail.
2: So, uh, yeah, when they made the 280 ZX, uh, that lasted from '78 to '83, as opposed to like,
0: yeah, it's not very long. It's in, five instead years.
2: Of, instead of instead the 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 roadster was 59 to 70, basically. Oh, My God. Uh, and then the two the the S one the S 30s were. Like 1970 to like 1978, and mm-hmm. this one's like just falls off a cliff for how, <laughs> how wow. much people Nobody, wanted it. It's the 2012 yeah.
0: Honda Civic,
2: yeah, it really is. It, um, you had the L28E, which is like, ugh. and they had the L, they, they weighed so much more. <laughs> I mean, the thing went from this one from weighing 2,000 pounds to weighing 2,900
0: pounds, which is still not very heavy.
2: Yeah, but for a 170 horsepower engine on a rear-wheel drive car eh. with three or four speeds, like that sucks. Um, they did eventually add a five-speed manual to the car.
0: All right, so it does have a redeeming quality.
2: It does. Uh, actually, no, there are some very redeeming qualities because, to be honest, if you want a Z car like this is this is the best value for money you can get these days. Cause
0: yeah, but they look gross.
2: Once you lower them and you modify them, you can make them look okay. But when you're inside of it, it feels like a, a normal okay. S30, right. and you can get them with a the turbo. You can take the turbo off. You can get just like
0: triple side draft carburetors if you want. Um, or I could put a modern turbo on it and modern or, injection. Yeah, put like a modern engine in it and like double the horsepower. <laughs>
2: but this is the thing: is this car actually kind of kicked ass at racing? Um, because hmm. seventy nine C, uh, C production category seventy nine eighty. IMSA GTU, eighty-two, eighty-three, IMSA GTO. Every year, with the exception of nineteen seventy-eight, that this car was in production, it won something. Like not just a race, but it won its class. So, and this is the car Bob Newman's most famous for racing in. Um, and the, so the, it does have its racing pedigree. And you know, per capita, this has a better racing pedigree than the S thirty would have had. Uh, just. You know, I, guess. I mean I, race, it seems like
0: yeah. it's probably just more due to its lack of competition in that emission-stricken era or something like that. But
2: it was racing against, um, like the was you, the the BMW uh, 3.0 CL Batmobiles and stuff were still racing at that this point. I think right. Uh, what year? 78,
0: 79. Yeah it, would have, yeah, it would have been just before the M1 was in development. Yeah. So that would have been the tail end of the E9 and the beginning of the E12 M535.
2: Yeah, so it was like a roughly around that era. You had the 930 911s. You had the really just the doldrums of the worst era of Corvette ever. Yep. Just the most disgusting I, trash boats.
0: Yeah, I mean, I still see at vintage races, C3 Vets, the big block cars. Yeah. But, I mean, they're they're done up. As as well as you can possibly do a C3, and they're still like, I just don't want that at all. Yeah. It's, I don't know.
2: It's bad. Now, this is why I like the Z31 so much better, because this car really was, this kind of sums up what the Moise was. It was the auto manufacturer grasping on to everything that was cool eight years ago. And trying so hard to just be like, no, no, you can just do it. You can just do it, and it's just falling to sand, and the sand's going to <laughs> their, their fingers, and they're crying. And I'm they're,
0: imagining the Tommy Boy bread scene uh, right now.
2: And, they're, they're like, and they're, there's they're my drunk. sail, and I pat it. And, 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 they're, like, and, and they're drunk, and they're crying, and they're just a mess, and their suit's all <laughs> straggled, and everything. They fell through a bush. It's just awful and they're a mess. And
0: the consumer feels bad as the auto manufacturers crying and buys them. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's okay. kind of,
2: that's kind of what it was like. Now, uh, come 1983, oh, uh, Kazumasu Takagi uh, came in and saved the day. He made the Z31, which is so much better. It's a lot in better every yes. way. Uh, you still had an inline-six variant available in Japan and Europe called the 200ZR. It used a RB20 Turbo. Very, very cool engine. Uh, we got VG30s, which might, might be one of the ugliest looking engines of all time. And the
0: ugliest sounding engines of all time. They are just terrible. <laughs> that, that, it sounds like... Have you heard a, a new EcoBoost Raptor? Yes. Like, oh, an ex-. It sounds just like that. It is
2: really terrible sounding. Oh,
0: man. It's, it's, like it's worse than the W-body engine noise somehow. Cause it's like it, it's more it balanced actually, and smoother, yeah, it but is, it's worse.
2: Yeah, no, you're, you're right. because like,
0: uh, at least it the, sounds like Marge like grunting.
2: Yeah, it does. It, it, at least the W body, you have your supercharger line.
0: Yeah, uh, may, well, maybe. it can, <laughs> it, it can not the ones in um, my neighborhood, but
2: but yeah, the, these are really just <laughs> truly awful sounding engines.
0: The 200 ZR sounds amazing though. The, the, the rb20 RB, is a RB20 great sounding engine completely unique sound really, really too the really rb20 good. doesn't sound like a 25 26 no it's a strappers. very different
2: very different noise um but yeah no it's an overall much better vehicle uh just just about every way it's better tech everything's actually put together everything's designed to have this tech Slightly on it. less ugly it's significantly less ugly um
0: they did a post and
2: a pre... They, a, they did a facelift. They did a and cookie
0: the, and a zenki on that one, right? Yeah,
2: and the, the facelift, you know, what, what I really like about the facelift on this is if you're into 80s cars, if you're into late 80s design or mid to early 80s design, you really can have your cake and eat it too because the early ones were very 1985. Mm-hmm. And those later ones are really trying to be 90s. <laughs> like, they were...
0: They tried smoothing it and out. That, therein is our quintessential difference when it comes to Japanese cars, because yes. I prefer the Kuki.
2: Th- this is the car that it, it perfectly describes our difference in things. It does. I like. I like the I still the hate dashboard. both of
0: the Z31s, but I much prefer the facelift, which and you I, hate.
2: My thing is that the Kuki. I almost.
0: I had a chance to buy a very very clean Kuki. Right, but you call it a 240 uh, No, sorry, a I, 240SX in a fat suit. It's right?
2: exactly what it looks like. It's a 240SX in a fat <laughs> suit. It's disgusting looking.
0: <laughs> When I get apparel, I'm definitely going (laughs) to (laughs) have a kooky front-end Z31 240SX in a fat (laughs) suit. Carpetrage.
2: But, I mean, they made two special editions. Uh, I will give you that the post-faceless special edition was way cooler uh, as far as mechanically. But they did the 50th anniversary edition, which was not of the Z car, but of Nissan. Really confusing. Um. And that was in 1984. They put a wide body. It was God. gold and black two-tone. Had these like sh- these like sawtooth wheels. Uh, all every option in the world was on it. Um, then you had the uh, Shiro Special in the second half of the car's production, 1988. That one had beefy sway bars, uh, performance tuning, uh, a lot of like little things that just made it better. Right, it actually
0: handled. Much more like a 90s car. That sounds like the German mentality of evolutionary improvement. Yeah, it's exactly Fixing what it was. Fixing a bunch of little stuff that was really important altogether, which probably changed the car significantly overall.
2: Yes, it, it really did. I mean, the Shiro Specials, they went from having a uh, clutch limited slip
0: to a viscous limited slip. Um, which they... a lot of people will hate on, but i I got to go to bat for the viscous LSD. Really? It's not my favorite. The Torson's my favorite just because it's a Torsen tech... is way better, yeah. It's an amazing, we talked about this in, in Interesting Engineering a while back, one of our first Interesting Engineerings, and that thing is just fascinating how it works, but mm-hmm. that stupid iX over there on the lift, which I probably should have talked about, that has two viscous LSDs, and it how those things work is just fascinating, and like for a street-driven car, way better. Exactly. Way better than a clutch diff. For oh, a racetrack, yeah. hell no, <laughs> no.
2: And that you know what that's being used on the streets. Yeah, like, they're not. Cares. You're not going to a track with um, an IX. I should state that the power that these engines made were very respectable for the time. Sure, uh, 200 horsepower for the pre facelift. That was the po- turbo, right? Yep, turbo. Yep. 205 horsepower for the post facelift. Mm-hmm. You have to understand the Corvette with the, the big hairy V8. It's like 185. No, you're that. That was the or was the, it the Crossfire? These are Crossfire. Oh, okay, so you're you're only. You know, maybe forty horsepower off from a Corvette.
0: Those were maybe, maybe two hundred and fifty horsepower. but yeah, well, I bet they weren't they were. even that.
2: Yeah, so they were about two forty-five, two fifty-ish, depending on the year. Um, but that's the thing is, like, I thought the lt one was two hundred and fifty horse. Remember those three fifty? There was there just three twenty-five, and right. then it, yeah, finally you know. the Grand Sport three seventy-five. Um, I wish I liked the C four more. I that's my favorite Corvette. I want a ZR one. I <laughs> might w- get a
0: ZR one. I think you should. Probably should, actually. Pretty good decision, yeah. actually. I, in fact, screw that. Screw the Thema. Let's get a ZR1. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I mean, like, if you think about, like, you know,
2: the Ferrari 308 had mm-hmm. about that much horsepower, about 220, 230-ish. Yep. Yep. So, this is, like, right on the level with those. With two fewer
0: cylinders and more reliability.
2: Two fewer cylinders, significantly more reliable. You can fix it with a hammer. Great.
0: I will say, about the VG30E, or DE, yeah. in this case, or, sorry, E. T? This is E. DT? This is single overhead cam V6. Right, but what's yes. the... So it would be E-T. Yeah, so E-T is a single overhead cam turbo.
2: electronic fuel injection turbo. Yeah,
0: okay. So that engine, you can actually, like you were saying, service and prepare it in the car. Yeah. Whereas the car we're going to talk about next, hell no.
2: Yes, we were <laughs> going to have a conversation about that. We will, because I'm uh, actually
0: going to start chiming in on the rest of these, because I actually have some input.
2: Yes. So, um, yeah, you had the... Uh, my favorite thing about this, though, is you had a voice... Like system, a voice warning system. I remember. So I'd tell you, like, the door is open. And
0: Ryan, wh- what means were these voices recorded? A tiny phonograph. Exactly. It's very cool. <laughs> um, <laughs> the modules are just super cool. Yeah, the modules are really cool. And actually, if, you can put them in any car too. <laughs>
2: not only that, you can go to different countries and get different ones. Oh, so if you want oh, to yell man. you in German or French or something, you just need to buy one from Germany or France. Kind of
0: want to put that in my thirty.
2: Yeah, it's really cool. You can get those from like Germany or France. You can get like the Korean one. Every market that these were sold in, they were specific to the Gotta language. Got to do German. They were so angry. They were specific to the to the language. I might have to look at this on eBay. I, I want I would want to like find one from Czechoslovakia. <laughs> and so like just like Russian people and German people who are in my car are both
0: really confused. they're like, What language is this? I bet <laughs> the, the Czech one is probably like recorded in a public venue. Like you're getting a bunch of ambient noise <laughs> and the door chime.
3: <laughs>
2: There's like a train going by like a horn <laughs> <farm> beeping. <laughs> just terrible. Um but, yeah, anyway, so they did a lot of – there's, like, a ton of cool tech. Um, I'm probably going to be writing an article on this car uh, later on for back to the 80s at some point. I'm shocked.
0: Yeah, I know, right? I get cuts thinking about the visual design of this thing. Uh, the it's preface perfect. of the fun.
2: It's just perfect. Oh, and by the way, it kicked ass at racing as well. Um, another one of those cars that was just really, really, really good, Bob Sharp Racing. Uh, Paul Newman raced it. Uh, you know, 84, it, 85 showroom stock. Uh, It did really well. Scored Trans Am win overall in 1986. Um, It was also the only Trans Am win for the 300ZX. The Z32 never won it. Um, Hmm. Yeah, and then Electromotive made a GTP ZX Turbo for IMSA GTP, um, which used uh, Lola chassis VG30ET. Um, Yeah, there's a lot of really good racing that they did. Now... The Z32. Though.
0: Yeah, buddy. Now we're talking. We
2: are finally getting to it. The Z32, um, that was released 1989. Mm-hmm. Um, it was designed by Isao, um, Sono, and Toshio Yamashita. Um, All I th- heard was
0: Toshiba. Sounds good. This one actually had an in-house designed convertible top. Now, Not an ATS conversion? As I say, ASC. <laughs> Oh, sorry. Okay, uh, no. ASC
2: McLaren did do a convertible Z31. Hmm. Uh, but, yeah, this one
0: had an in-house hardtop convertible. Or, no, it was a ragtop convertible, actually. Oh, it was a ragtop, yep. In fact, I saw one yep. in traffic the other day coming down here. Very cool. Uh, yeah, ragtop um, Z32s are pretty neat.
2: The, and they went to dual over cam on the V6, mm-hmm. which looks a lot better, but is not very fun Harder to work Harder to with. maintain. Yes, yeah. very, very difficult. Yeah, yeah the
0: VG30DE um, and the DETT look pretty similar to the hood. Now, this is my question for you. Yeah.
2: Which one's more aerodynamic? The Z31 or the Z32? Are
0: are you factoring in frontal area with your drag coefficient? What was the drag coefficient rated at when tested on a production vehicle? Are you talking just the drag coefficient number? Yes, just the drag coefficient. It wouldn't surprise me if it's a facelift Z31.
2: It is actually the pre-facelift Z31. Yeah, but it probably has a
0: bigger frontal area, so it probably actually isn't the most aerodynamic overall.
2: It was the Z31's... 0.3 0.3 versus 0.31 and it was both vehicles yep. tested one one after another okay so anyway so.
0: it's very impressive given how angular the styling is but overall the yeah. z32 is a more aerodynamic car mm-hmm. due to its smaller so, area um uh, yeah
2: y- y- you you
0: i love the z32 you really like the, the ah, it's a lot. great car i and almost you know bought one as my first car
2: i like it too and the only reason mm. i've don't want to own one is how horrible the engine is to work on
0: well if you get an na it's not bad it's really like the, the on the vg30 I, dett the turbo is being buried down where they are like yeah. if you have a turbo issue it's horrible
2: oh it's really it's like
0: almost everything's it's like a ferrari 355 almost everything's an engine out procedure when you've got the turbo
2: and that's kind of what i'm what my issues is with the car is
0: you now suddenly
2: it is awful to work
0: with we well, just got to buy one that's had that done and then be careful with it. But it is something you have to think about. Whereas exactly. on the VG30ET, you really don't have to do that as much. But it the Z32, good. in my opinion, looks much better. It is much higher tech. I know you're going to disagree on the looks. No, it, it
2: is. It, actually, I'm not going to lie. The looks are fine. It, I think that as a 90s
0: car, it looks really good. But, I mean, think about what was out there at the time. I mean, you, you were comparing it against a Mark III Super Turbo. So, well, yeah. So, all launched. right.
2: So, in 1989, Yeah. Um, it's... It was compared to, yeah, the Mark III Supra. Super Turbo. You had the... Um, you did have the... Uh, well, you, had, the NSX, you had an FC Turbo. Yeah, the FC Turbo. The NSX was... Not really on the a competitor really due to price. Not, not only that, it was also 1990, I think.
0: Probably. Yeah, it was probably. 1990.
2: was the first year of the NSX. And actually... The, you know the the NSX and the uh, that's true.
0: The Turbo the, Z was a pretty expensive car. They were they were. Com- I mean, nowhere price. near with like a uh, three thousand GTV R four, which was similar in, in the era, same, and uh, yeah. also the Mark IV Supra. Those were and both the, those really ones were all cars. all
2: the same kind of. Th- those were all released in the same year. Right. The Mark IV was a little bit later, but the Mark IV can kind of clean cleaned up. Really right, but well. the whole
0: thing with the Z thirty oh, and the C four Corvette. Yeah, the and whole the C4, thing with yeah. the Z thirty two Turbo though is like it came and it brought the same or better tech that you saw in the Mark IV Supra, the 3000 GT VR4 in a lot of cases, uh, the FDRX7, even something like a ZR1 Corvette, not even just counting the, uh, the the LT1 one, which was kind of more similar in price, but it brought it to you years sooner. And yes. as Scott keeps bringing up to me, and it's actually a fair, a fair thing to mention, I am mean, like, when the Z32 twin turbo launched like it just cleaned house on comparisons
2: well what it actually did this is kind of a really big deal um there was a gentleman's agreement that was placed by the all the japanese manufacturers i
0: wonder why that happened (laughs) because (laughs) cars were getting too damn fast
2: (laughs) they they limited the 286 horsepower because
0: 276
2: no sorry yeah sorry 276 um 280 horsepower 276 280 yeah. it's weird We'll just call to, it 276. Yeah, 276 horsepower. Uh, American <laughs> horsepowers. America. Um, but they, they did that because they didn't want there to be a government restriction. Right. Like had happened with K-Cars, mm-hmm. which <laughs> actually did.
0: Um, <laughs> and they still found kind of a way around that. Yes, they are, yeah. And, uh, um,
3: <laughs> and
2: then they also, they didn't want to get too expensive for them in-house. Okay. And so they started just moving around. And doing our stuff because sure. these engines were designed to go into several different platforms. So if you make, you know, the if the 2JZ became crazy expensive to make because yeah. it was cap- because it was actually producing more power and everything, right. then now suddenly, well, everything that has an inline six is going to be super expensive. Great, now make. the
0: GS300 is super expensive, and, and now nobody IS300. can a- nobody mm-hmm.
2: can afford a Japanese car. Right, cool. Now, now we are Italy. And that's what they were trying to avoid.
0: But the, okay, so the the VG30E I know it was in like the Infiniti I30 and stuff like that. Was yep. that DETT in any other car? I don't I have think to look so. that up. I, I, don't, cause think I don't
2: think in America at least.
0: Well, definitely I, not in this country. But I'm curious if there's some like oddball Japanese car where that engine ended up. Oh yeah, I'm sure it was. Uh, was it in like the the not the Sora? Oh, no, no, it was literally just the three hundred ZX. The, the Fairlady Z, the
2: Fairlady Z, and the three hundred ZX, and the mid four concept car. Huh. Okay. Yeah, that was it. Well, because the RB twenty six in everything else, and this is kind of just like a huge nightmare to have to deal with. But it's kind of another thing is that this is the only time a Z car's ever had a engine that was unique to just this car.
0: Yeah, it is a little surprising because the the RB series engines were not only in production alongside the VG thirty D series engines, but they were also pretty well sorted out by then. Yeah, and I think it. I I don't know if it would have fit in the engine bay though, because it's a pretty short bay in the Z thirty two. So
2: well, that just is the DETT, and that was a very unique engine because that would be put into performance cars, right? Uh, the normal right, yeah, the J thirty v- had the
0: regular NA the VG
2: thirty DE was actually available the Nissan Leopard, um, a ton of other things. I mean, the Nissan Leopard, the uh, Infinity J thirty, the yep. Nissan Gloria, Cedric, SEMA, uh, like they put the, the actual NA version yep. ended up on a lot of yeah. Things. The two
0: hundred twenty two horse engine was in a lot of stuff. They also made a, a single turbo.
2: Uh, DET I
0: didn't know that yeah that was, what was that in
2: the Nissan Leopard which is okay. a very very cool car well, that's um, a horrible
0: name but okay the,
2: the, you know the Infiniti M30 yes that's that that generation
0: Nissan wow Leopard, yeah. I can't believe they made that engine that long
2: yeah, and they, uh, well, this engine like came out like way before. It's like, this engine came well, out in 1980. it's based
0: on the, yeah, the VG30E. I mean, they just put new heads on it. It's well, like could, the 3VZ series yeah, engine for it, Toyota. It, this came
2: out in 86, and actually in Japan, there's a variant mm-hmm. of the Z31 that came with a dual cam mm-hmm. version, which is very cool. But the heads, I'm sure, were way
0: different than the production heads.
2: No, no, it was the same is the same thing it's just a different oh. they just didn't put the turbos on it
0: well on variable valve timing i can't remember what year that came into the the vg30d series engines but it that was, was a huge thing yep it was really well, ahead of its time
2: one, 190 horsepower for the z31 japanese jdm variant 222 okay. for the production z32 different intake manifold yep. so that probably accounts for it but yeah the z the f31 leper that had the single turbo yeah uh vg30 de uh or sorry det DT. That was actually the fastest Japanese car you could get until the Supra Turbo came out, and then that one took.
0: That predated the Mark III Super Turbo.
2: Well, yeah, that predated the Mark III Super Turbo. Okay. Uh, that was available for um, a year, and then the Mark III <laughs> Super
0: Turbo came out. Sure, and
2: then that it sounds like
0: Nissan's luck. Yeah, that that <laughs>
2: that, that one for eighty eight or eighty seven and eighty eight. And then 89, the R32 GTR came out, and then it was just R32 all the way. But I,
0: I still got a heart back. I mean, in 1990, you could buy a turbo, a twin turbo Z32. Yeah. And, like, you could you could have it with super high coast, You could have it with and it was just a ton of horsepower. Oh, 300 was, horsepower was ridiculous at the time. It was insane. Yeah, and totally insane. And, I mean, for insane. three years, you had the king. Like, that thing wasn't mm-hmm. touched for three years until the Mark IV Super came out, and then that was faster, but it still wasn't winning, like, handling comparisons at the time.
2: Yeah, exactly. And it was this car was a very good car. And it still is. We we really have to talk about it looked like a fucking Ferrari.
0: It, <laughs> like it looked... It when I was a, a kid really and I saw these car. cars, yeah. every
2: time I saw these cars as a kid, I lost my mind. And Lamborghini seemed to like it because I used the headlights <laughs> on the gonna, Diablo. I was so. waiting for it. I
0: knew that the late Diablo comment was coming. Um, yeah, it's worth mentioning that the open headlight Lamborghini Diablos... Sorry, Lamborghini Diablos <laughs> use Z32 headlights. Yeah, that it's it's like the most plebeian poster car I've ever seen.
2: Yeah, and... It really was. Um, there were
0: no shortage of performance variants. I'll be going over those. I remember like the Jim Wolf Tech three ninety six or whatever it was.
2: Yeah, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna go over any of them right now because that'll take sure. up an yet. episode and a half. We're already at a super we're... long episode, so whatever. Anyway, uh, Japanese economy crashes into the nineties. It sucks. Um, <laughs> it, it, the yen to dollar ratio went through the roof. Uh, this car was no longer
0: affordable to buy so they had to get rid of it oh well, we, um, we stopped getting them at 96
2: so. yeah and the, these like base, these died uh yeah they they died at uh, at 2000 I think um yeah it was 99 or 2,000 in Japan Carl Scone comes in saves Nissan makes his e33 which is a huge revival really good um vq 35 mm-hmm. engine. Really great engine for the era. That engine and honestly
0: a really high output VQ at the time. And everybody, you know,
2: back in like 2008, everybody rated that as one of the best sounding engines that you could get. And now every core V6 sounds like that. Nobody wants that engine.
0: Although I I, I don't think it sounds particularly good. But then we compare it to the things like the Raptor engine and the the VG30E. I'm just like, yeah, you're right. Maybe it actually sounds okay. Yeah, it's.
2: It's Distinctive. It was, it, was, it was a really, really good car for the era. The Z33 was a great car. I lost like, it after the Z33. And the, and the G35s as
0: well. The Sky no, I hate Ones. Those. But, those immediately were bought by idiots.
2: Yeah. Well, I'm, we're going to be talking about that in the next
0: episode. Um, but yeah. The, oh God, I didn't even see that. Th- that one. This th- is it. going to be a very autistic week for Carbitrage. So sorry. <laughs> um,
2: but yeah, it, it was. It was really, really good. Um, they made it until 2008 when they made the Z34.
0: Yes. No, it's 2010 I think actually. No, it was it was Here. 0- 08 or 09.
2: I'm just going to look it up on the Sounds good. Cuz I remember
0: there was a Z4 comparison on Top Gear right when that 370Z came out and it was over a decade ago. So it must have been so 08.
2: 2008. Yep. It was 2008 and they're still making the Z34. And you know I don't know
0: ridiculous
2: Z, almost unchanged the z34 was a massive improvement for it
3: it was and that in a was a lot of ways
2: yeah it was it was way better um keyword was because nowadays i mean 3200 pounds was you know that was hefty it was chonky than, at the time it was chonky at the time it's real chonky
0: now yeah now it's like less than 200 pounds heavier than a brz
2: yeah it's but that's the thing is like this is this is all you
0: know you know
2: Eleven-year-old technology. It's kind. It kind of shows. I do like. Yes,
0: but it's a car that's still on sale today, and it has hydraulic power steering. Yes. Manual transmission. Yes and an NA engine. Yes. And rear-wheel drive. Yes. I, mean, that's, it's, I, mean, I, I don't like the fact that they really let it die on the vine. It's almost like Fiat not redesigning the 500. Well, They're the, just like, well, the here's a classic the, car.
2: The, the Fiat 500 is designed because it, the original Fiat 500 is designed to last forever and just be in production unchanged. And I get that. And this, but is, this is a totally different thing. It is. This it is, is a completely
0: is... different thing. I was just trying to use it as a shitty yeah. metaphor.
2: No, no. this is like if if Mazda just like designed the
0: Miata in 2008 and then never changed it from the NC. What if they designed it... as the NA and just kept like lightly tweaking it.
2: Well, that's fine, that's different because NA is very yeah. good. This NA one is incredible. This one is just good for the era, and I now it's getting along the tooth. And I it's saw. got terrible tail
0: lights, really it, it terrible. It does. Taillights. They should have, like, because that's like 2004 Nissan, like that's just immortalized in the back of the 370Z. Yeah, like the it's... Maxima when they released that. I remember with like the really it's disgusting. It's like shitty makeup. It's like eyeliner. It looks terrible. I don't know. So, yeah, it's just like bad mascara what the 370Z reminds me of. Yeah. But the VQ37, much better than the VQ35. The yes. transmission was better. I mean, the CD009s nines. The CD009s are really good trans.
2: That, that is the, the six-speed that's it, available it's in the, the Z33. the of choice. I mean,
0: that, it's a, they're like $250 because they made a metric ass ton of them. They, and they, they hold are, power like crazy.
2: They are 80% as good as
0: the super turbo s- transmission and they're, they're are... better than the v160 trans you really think so because the v160 is a Getrag s6x 420 mm-hmm. uh, 420 out uh, of like the m5 and stuff yeah no right really? yeah they're, oh. they're strong they hold they, a ton of power they they hold quite a bit they're not as strong as like the five-speed bmw trans is so, so
2: then the c009 is i would just compare it to a Tremec 256 okay there that's a great display. Yeah. that's a great one but yeah no, that's the thing is it, it's you know on, on the world scale of best transmissions, CD009 is way up there. It's up there. It's probably 80, six 80 speed. to 90%. If you're going to get a five yeah. speed,
0: it's the BMW ZF five speed. If you're yep. going to get a six speed, it's a CD009.
2: And that's the thing. It's like, it's 80% of like the world's best transmission.
0: And, and it is 100% the most prevalent transmission. And also they've extreme vetted this thing because it's been in production for like 20 years yeah. now. So they've gotten it right at this point.
2: Um, and yeah, that's where we are. Uh, we're still waiting to hear stuff. They keep saying that they keep teasing us see. with like new trims and stuff. I know. And we don't
0: care as long as they don't nobody, turn. Nobody cares anymore. Like I remember that story last year? Where like the Z is coming back as a crossover
3: oh god
2: uh-huh. bad. remember just
0: like remember the that. blind rage of the internet yeah and
2: then Mitsubishi actually did it <laughs> I know
0: <laughs> <laughs> which is what really kind of sets it home and makes me worry but, but yeah anyway so sorry for that super long topic um, well, look, what, what, before we move on what, what, what do you want to see from the next gen Z car
2: you know I would like to see a return of an inline 6 okay I Any,
0: want, anything I, else
2: keep a manual okay rear wheel drive only yep yeah. uh, don't try to be something it's not make uh, it a sports car I don't want a GT.
0: So you're talking bespoke chassis.
2: Bespoke chassis. Okay. I don't want a GT
0: car. You want a two seater?
2: I no. I mean, I don't care how many seats are in I just I don't want a super luxurious, soft and whatever car. Okay. I want something that can compete with Miatas and yeah. VRZs. What's it up against? I these want days. it to be smaller.
0: Its competition is really like maybe the Supra, maybe I want the it, Z4.
2: I want it to be smaller because the. Oh, the Supra and the NSX—that's well, a good comp- point. You want those it to be a with the GTR,
0: so you, you want it to go down market a little bit. Yeah, then? I want to go okay. down market. Right. I think but it, still a six-cylinder, still six, and like a BMW B58 type of way. No. Or I want a, a Nissan. I, want, I need a Nissan. Engine. How about they just brought back the RB26 crate engine?
2: They're not going to get that through emissions. No, they won't. But... <laughs> <laughs> uh, we, should, to... <laughs> we should say um, Ford uh, sponsor or their factory GT program is dying or something i, I don't care
0: <laughs> well it's worth mentioning so no, they're,
2: they're a dead company like the, it's like buick well, stopping they racing. got
0: rid of all their cars yeah but yeah. it's still worth talking about so the the four gt the the third gen this not is, not the original le Mans race car dude it's fine my topics okay. take like five minutes yours right, take like cool. 30 i know You'll i'm be okay. sorry i'm really You'll sorry be okay anyway let me pull up the link, since that was an incredibly fast segue. Uh, the third-gen Ford GT, the EcoBoost one, the three-and-a-half-liter flying The one flying they just put buttress, all the effort into. Yeah, it's going to keep racing, but not as a factory-sponsored car at the end of 2019. So the reason why they did that is because they sponsored it for a couple of seasons. It did really well. They proved their point, and now they're pulling the plug, because that's what Ford does. That's... But you know that these cars are out there, and they're going to be campaigned in other series by other people.
2: I, I know. It's just It's really... the, the, the Ford says... Oh, nobody wants to buy cars, and they put no effort into it. It's like, See, it's like yeah, if you, it's it's a um, self fulfilling pro- like prophecy. It's they're setting themselves up to fail. So they're saying like, they're not trying to actually make it good. They don't care. It's just this is what Ford's like. So whatever.
0: I mean, it's a very technically excellent car. It's had a really good but brief racing history. So I I get wanting to quit while they're hi, you know, whatever, this and that, but just keep racing the damn thing. Just make more of them. Well, it's, Put them into walls. I Ford's, know it's expensive, but. Ford really wants to be Buick. They're really jealous of Buick. <laughs> so
2: <laughs> I think it's weird, but okay. Uh, okay. The, anyway, I think I'm your not, analogy
0: is strange, but I it's think fine.
2: I, I, <laughs> I don't know, Buick, they used to be racing everything no, and they stopped and nobody cares about them anymore, but somehow they still exist. And that's what Ford wants to do is they just want to do that. They just want to exist and make crossovers, whatever. Trust us, it's a sports car. No, it's not. I know. Show me I
0: know. I know. Show me know. why. <laughs> like. Yeah, it's it the automatic or the really high driving position. Oh god.
2: Anyway, we should uh, leave us and be. I'm sorry for taking up your entire That's <clears day>. fine.
0: <laughs> Next one I will Episode I wanna 99. tell people. Yeah, ninety nine should be shorter, but it won't be looking at the notes. So. Um <laughs>
2: 99, well, we have just this. And I think we can probably throw in a couple other things, maybe. Well, I mean, there's,
0: there's quite a bit below. It'll be a surprise for you guys listening on the next episode. But yes. thank you for joining us for 98. Stay tuned Bye. for 99. If you're on Twitch, uh, it'll be coming in just a few minutes. Otherwise, stay tuned for it later in the week. And next week, we will see you for episode 100, our celebration episode. So thanks, as always, for tuning in. And we will catch you uh, soon here.